Thank you for tuning in to Tuolumne Community Baptist Church podcast. So glad that you're here. Here we are in the second week of the church being shut down, and uh, it just breaks my heart. I'm here at the church looking out at one precious soul that came down to listen to me do the podcast. And it just breaks my heart that you're all not here. But we were just talking about a minute ago, we can't let Satan have its way, have his way, and divide the church. We have to stay close. We have to stay in touch with one another. I pray that you guys are calling one another and staying close to one another. Uh, Just think in your mind, pray, say, Father, put somebody on my heart that may need a phone call today, and then pick up the phone and call them. Uh, I do my very best to do that very thing, but you know what? I'm only one person, and I need help. I need your help to reach out to one another and talk to one another. It's just an amazing thing that that we're going through. And God knows all about it. There's so much talk today about this COVID-19 outbreak. I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of hearing about it. And yet at the same time, I'm glued to the news, watching, wanting to know more about what's going to happen. They keep saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. What does that mean? Well, more people dying, more people contracting the flu. It's probably both. But you know what really upsets me? Is everything that I've seen on the news. It's all designed to create fear. And there's a couple of ways we need to look at it as Christians. Remember, God did not give us the spirit of fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is our faith contaminated. You see, what you have to understand, and I've preached this before, I'm just giving you a really quick little refresher on the opening statement here. Fear is a reciprocal of faith. Okay, Pastor, I don't know what the word reciprocal means. The opposite, or something a little even closer than that, it's the opposite side of the coin. You take your quarter that you flip in the air and you call heads or tails. You got heads is faith and tails is fear. That's what fear is to faith. It's the opposite side. Fear is our faith contaminated. So let's take the best out of what we're going through. We've all learned new and better habits that will help us into our future not to spread colds and flus. You know, washing our hands social distancing to a point. I'm so concerned that that's going to be the new political correctness um, to not shake hands or not hug, and I'm not going to let it stand. But I do understand social distancing to a point. If someone has a cold, they should stand back and bump fists, bump elbows. Please understand, all news is not created equal. You must be very careful to what and who you're listening to and listen with a a discerning mindset. God will help. Pray. Ask God to help you to discern what is truth and the Holy Spirit will confirm in your heart what is true. So before we get started with this message today, I've got a cute little story that 
my dear friend Christopher gave this to me, and he said that his grandmother gave it to him and wanted him to give it to the Baptist preacher. So I wanted to share this with I hope it brings a smile to your face. A Baptist preacher and his wife decided to get a new dog. Ever mindful of the congregation, they knew the dog must also be a Baptist. They visited kennel after kennel and explained their needs. Finally, they found a kennel whose owner assured them he had just the dog they wanted. The owner brought the dog to meet the pastor and his wife. They said, fetch the Bible, he commanded. The dog bounded, bounded to the bookshelf and scrutinized the books and located the Bible and brought it to the owner. Now find Psalms 23, he commanded. The dog dropped the Bible to the floor, showing his marvelous dexterity with his paws and leafed through finding the correct page, pointing to it with his paw. The pastor and his wife were so impressed, they purchased that dog. That evening, a group of church members came to visit. The pastor's wife began to show off the dog, having him locate several Bible verses. The visitors were very impressed. One man asked, Can he do regular dog tricks too? Well, the pastor said, I haven't tried yet. He pointed his finger to the dog and said, Heal! The pastor commanded. The dog immediately jumped on a chair, placed his paw on the pastor's forehead, and began to howl. The pastor looked at his wife in shock and said, Good grief, he's a Pentecostal dog. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, we need to smile. We need to smile a little bit in these very difficult times. So we're going to get into our message this morning. We're in a series called Created to Be. This is part two. Created to Be, and we're in the part today that's entitled Belongs, Belonging. But before we go there, I want to kind of fill you in back where we started this. We started in Genesis 1.26. God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Out of this scripture, we've got believe in Jesus, belong to a family, become a follower, and build God's kingdom. Well, Pastor, how did you do that? Well, I used a little bit of imagination. Believe, it's, it was when God said, let us make mankind. Make mankind. He made us to believe in him. Then he said, in our image. He made us in his image so that we would belong to him, so we would know who we belong to. According to his likeness, he wants us to become like him, to become like Jesus. Then he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. That means he wants us to build, to build God's kingdom. So that's where we got started. Last week was believe, this week is belong. We were all born with a desire to belong. Belonging to a family, belonging to a group of friends, to belong with like-minded people whom you trust and are trusted. 
You know, that's where most of us, when we were kids, got into trouble. All we wanted to do is to belong. And sometimes we made really poor decisions on who and what we wanted to belong to. But let's look at the definition of this word, belonged, belonging, belongs. It's to be property of someone, to be owned by, to be a member of a club or an organization, to be included in. That's what a family does, is included in. Or to be a part of. We're part of something. This is a very powerful subject. The word belongs, it comes up in all cultures. Sometimes we ask, how did our kids get so involved with this group of friends who are potentially drug addicts or alcoholics? Why do they do this? I'll tell you why, because they have a need to belong. The people here in their group seem to understand them. We're all searching to belong. And for a parent, this is the most frightening, than, more frightening than anything they've ever experienced. It's a nightmare and seemingly impossible to find the end or an escape. All I can say is don't give up. Keep praying, keep believing. While your children are young, keep them close to the family of God. Stay involved and make sure they know and feel that they belong. This is where I found raising my own kids where sports was so vital because they belonged to a team. Uh, for my youngest son, Ben, I believe it was sports that kept him out of drugs and alcohol all through high school because he was held to a, a standard, besides being in the house of God all of his life, but being a part of a team was a very vital thing in his upbringing. We, we, what we must understand, God created us to belong. He created us to develop and grow into his image. This is how we know that we belong. This is where Satan has perverted this desire for us to belong. All Satan must do is get us to question or reason who we belong to. And believe me, he does this to mature Christians, people that have been saved, born again for a long time in their lives, and suddenly they'll be in a position in their life and they'll say, they'll feel like, I just don't belong. I, I just don't get it. I, I, it just isn't happening. Well, let's go to Genesis 3. Let's go through verses 7 through 11. Now, let me set this up. This is when Adam and Eve had sinned. Sin came into the world. God said to them, if you, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. But you'll notice they didn't experience a physical death, but they most certainly suffered a spiritual death. Verse 7 says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord, called, Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? 
So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree in which I commanded that you should not eat? Man, a lot happened here. Clearly, Adam and Eve belonged to God. But as soon as sin came in, they were separated from God. And they experienced fear. What were they afraid of? Something was lost. Suddenly, they didn't belong. They just simply did not belong anymore. You know, going back to the scripture, this had to have been the saddest thing that God had ever heard. Because you know God is God. He knew exactly where Adam and Eve were. He knew exactly what had happened. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? Just imagine how God felt when Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. Why would anybody be afraid? Why would anybody be afraid of God, the God who created them, who they belong to? I counsel people all the time who are experiencing difficult times. Times that I understand because I have been there. All sorts of problems, marriages failing, depression, guilt, even loneliness. Why? Because they don't feel like they belong. So they begin to search for answers, looking for love in all the wrong places. So here's my point number one. We were all born rejected because of sin. All of us. We were all born rejected. Listen to Isaiah 59 too. He says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that you will not hear. Romans 5.12, therefore, just as though one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Again, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Notice it said all have sinned. That's a past tense. That's a past tense. And fall short is a present tense. I've explained it to you for, before that many Greek words have, at least the verbs, have derived from either a sporting or a military meaning or root. This word sinned in the Greek is harmontados, which means miss the mark. It's an archery term, harmontados. Everyone misses the mark. And you see, this is the kind of the interesting thing is everybody knows that my precious wife, Jo, lived a nearly perfect Christian life. She's never drank. She's never cursed. She's lived and was born in a, in a family that were devoted Christians. But guess what? She's missed the mark. Because, you know, the mark is like a bullseye. You got a little round hole in the center. And then you got a bigger ring and a bigger ring. And yes, her arrow has hit the target, but it missed the mark. Now mine, I missed the whole thing. I mean, I missed the entire, 
the entire target. But here's the thing. We're both sinners. We were all born into sin. I don't care how perfect you thought everything was, how good that you've done and lived. And, and I praise God for Joe's life. But we all have missed the mark. It sounds like bad news. But hold on. This message gets worse. Here's a very interesting fact that the Bible gives us. Jesus himself tells us we must be perfect. So you explain it to me. We've all sinned. We've all sinned. So how can we be perfect? Listen to what the Bible says. Matthew 5, 48 says, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. How are we going to accomplish that? It almost feels like, you know, I, I, I know me. I, I know I, I'm never going to be perfect. I have never preached a perfect message. I could do the same message three times in a row, and it won't be perfect. I can't. I'm not perfect in, in, my, in my abilities. I'm not perfect in anything that I do. So what is Jesus talking about? Let's look at Leviticus 22:21. It says, and whoever, and whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow or a free will offering from the cattle or the sheep, it must be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no defect or blemish in it. So what is the Bible talking about here? Now, uh, we've all sinned, and we all have to be perfect. Well, there's good news. Jesus is the perfect offering. So point number two, we were born again accepted. When you get born again, you're accepted. You're made the righteousness of God. You're perfect in God's eyes because Jesus was perfect. Hebrews 10:14 said for by one offering he was perfected, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Those who are being sanctified. That tells me there's a process. We're being sanctified. We're growing, we're learning, we're developing. Even this situation that not just this church, but the whole world is in. He's developing us. We're growing and we're learning. And we're, eventually we will understand and know why we've had to go through this. It's a very interesting thing. Look at Ephesians 1.6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved, in the beloved kingdom of God. I like this in the Living Bible. It's still Ephesians 1, 6. Now all praise to God for his wonderful kindness to us and his favor <clears throat> that he has poured out upon us because we belong to his clear, dearly loved Son. Because we belong. See, people, we have to know that we belong. Jesus didn't die on that cross just for some reason. 
It was for me and it was for you that we would belong. Mark 9, 41 says, For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've preached on this particular verse. And then the end of the verse says, Surely I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But until I put this message together, all of a sudden I seen the little middle piece there. It says, because you belong to Christ. Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ. Assuredly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. The reason we have been accepted is because Jesus was rejected. I know that's a tough statement. I don't even like hearing it. I don't like saying it, but it's the truth. Jesus was rejected. He was rejected by the world. Isaiah 53.3 says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. That breaks my heart. Mark 8.31 says, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and he rejected, and he be, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Psalms 118.22, the stone which the builders rejected, that's Jesus, has become the chief cornerstone. Acts 4.11, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. We rejected him, the world rejected him, his people rejected him. Not sure if that picked up in the podcast or not, but we'll see. Mark 15, 34 says, At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatha, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's been many scholars, there's been many scholars who have preached on this and tried to explain why Jesus said those words. I mean, did he not know that he was going to the cross? Yes, he knew. I mean, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he, he wept and, until his pores bled with stress because he knew, and he said, Lord, if, if this cup, can be taken from me. But if not, I will do it. Your will will be my will, Father. So what was Jesus referring to here? I'll tell you what I think, and this is just my thoughts. As Jesus cried out those words, 
because he really didn't know how bad it was going to be to be separated from God. How could he know? How could he know until the moment came that he was completely separated from God, paying for your sins, paying for my sins, paying for the sins of the world? He had no idea how bad it would feel being separated from God until that moment. And he cried out. It said in a loud voice, he's hanging on the cross. He had to have taken in all the air that he could take in to say, Father, why have you forsaken me? Romans 5.8 But God demonstrated his own love towards us that, that while we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were still sinners. Tom and I were talking about this the other day. While we were still sinners. And yes, it's true. Us born-again believers still sin. We have a human nature. And Christ died for that sin too. He died for all of our sins. We belong to a living God. We belong to the kingdom of God. And if we don't know that we belong, are we really saved? If we don't know that we belong, we have to know. We have to know that we belong. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you give and all that you do. I pray that this podcast will go out and reach many more than just this church. That everyone will tune in and they'll hear and understand that becoming a Christian means that we belong. We belong to the family of God. And this is a desire that's in all of our hearts. We were born with this desire, the desire to belong. It's gotten this world into so much trouble, people struggling to belong, trying different things, looking, looking for love in all the wrong places when they really need to be just looking to you because you can help us to belong. When we belong to you, Father, you fill us with that peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I pray that this podcast will reach all sorts of people, that people that possibly are struggling right now, I pray this word will touch their hearts and they will seek you out and learn to belong. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To everybody that's listening, please remember, remember, please, the church is still functioning and going on even though we're not meeting here. Your tithes and offerings are needed. And if you would remember to mail them in, it's perfectly okay to mail them in. Please mail your, your tithes, your special gifts, your offerings to P.O. Box 385, Tuolumne, California, 95379. 
Never before in, in the several years of doing the podcast had I ever asked for money, and I'm not asking, I'm just asking for our attenders to not forget that the church is still functioning and we still need to pay our bills. And God is still on the throne and he will bless you beyond compare. Thank you. God bless you. I can't wait to see everybody in Jesus' name. Amen.